What's up, Fan Bros? This is your boy DJ Ben Amin, and on this episode of Fan Bros Show, we welcome writer director Mitch Cohen to talk about his short film Super Zero. We also talk about Furious Seven and the crazy upcoming TV schedule, and we wonder why Isaiah Washington won't shut the fuck up. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. Doodle. Welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Benjamin, a.k.a. the Captain Kirk of the Spaceship, the Kevin Bacon of the Internets, all kind of other good stuff that I'll fail to mention right now. And I'm here on Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek. And I'm joined, as always, by Chico Leo, the Brooklyn Wookiee. The Jaguar Prince, the Spock of the spaceship. There we go. You know, I was just listening to the first episode, to our very first episodes, and you did refer to yourself early as the Spock of the spaceship. Nice, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, I went back and listened to some of the early episodes this week after the phenomenal reaction to our therapy episode, which just dropped this week. Yeah, no, that was, uh, there, there was, uh, that was probably the episode that got the most response from people and it was uh it was definitely a very it was a great outpouring of love so chico that's my first question for tonight i gotta ask you how do you feel now that the therapy episode is out there how do you feel about all the reactions the people telling us that they were crying tears were shed well i i think i mean positive the 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 reaction was definitely pretty overwhelming i mean we've definitely never gotten a react like that that much of a reaction to a single episode from so many people. So, yo, it's dope when you're doing something and you're in a in a spaceship and you find out that you're actually reaching people. So th- that was very affirming. And I thought there was definitely, uh, you know, it was something that was a little different. It was it was a very special episode. You know? <laughs> very much so. People were even coming to your defense, Chico. I saw that. Yeah, a lot I of people that. thought that we were attacking you in the beginning I of the know, episode. I know. Well, you know, I went first uh, with <laughs> Dr. P. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, if you haven't listened to, uh, if you're one of the few people out there who hasn't heard the Fanbros Therapy episode, you should definitely check it out. We had Dr. Maya Pettiford on to come and, uh, you know, ease out or iron out any, any wrinkles that had developed in the, uh, in, in the Fanbros suit of clothing. Yeah, and more so than that, we talked about our own personal issues. There was a lot, you know, Tatiana had a very emotional moment. I spoke about all kind of craziness that's happened in my life. Chico Leo, let everybody know why you left the spaceship, you know, took your hiatus, went on your sojourn, all that good stuff. I mean, not a not a criticism or anything, but I I thought I mean we ended up talking more about our personal stuff than actually anything about the show or interactions on the sh- you know for the most part or at least I guess in the beginning, <laughs> well, yeah maybe when, <laughs> it was a little bit yeah. of interaction. So what else would you like to talk about that we? No, didn't? I I you know and I would say I was a little closed off in the in the beginning. Like you know, Doctor <laughs> P was definitely. I think I had like my arms crossed and yeah. I was, you know, I mean, I wasn't in a fetal position or anything like that. But, no, uh, but you were a bit protective in the beginning. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, like again, I, I sort of was the, f- I went first. You there definitely was, uh, did. Um, 
Well, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I also didn't know what to expect, you know, having the only example being the, uh, the Combat Jack episode, which Dr. P also appeared on and has, is on a list somewhere as like one of the greatest podcast episodes of a podcast ever. I think somewhere in Britain they made that list, but still, it's kind of dope. <laughs> I'm sure I mean, the Fan Bro Show therapy episode. It will be. Will soon be on a lot of lists like that, too. A- absolutely. So, absolutely. So after hearing it, after, you know, it being released out into the universe, your overall feelings are positive about it? Yes. And I was nervous going in. Um... I don't know. What about you? What What do you think? I thought it was really interesting because, like I say, when I'm doing an episode, I'm always so focused on the moment and making sure everything's working that it was tough for me to even react emotionally to it. But then afterwards, when I had to sit and edit it and put it out there and then, you know, hearing people react to it, it, it was very, you know, I, I want to say thank you to everyone who, you know, wrote in, who emailed, who tweeted, everybody who said anything because that was – that that alone was interesting. That that was you know I I didn't ex- I expected a lot of reaction to it, but I didn't expect the reaction that we got. That was mind blowing. Right, and when you put yourself out there, and then the reaction is mostly positive, there, there's definitely a gratifying feeling. Like if we had put ourselves out there, and then everyone was like, <laughs> "Yo, what the fuck?" Yeah, exactly. Yo, this isn't why we're listening to this show. Yo, Stop we're listening. Crying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where's Game of Thrones? Where's Spider-Man? Where's Spider-Gwen? <laughs> Even. But no, for the most part, everyone loved the show. People, you know, like I said, people were telling me they were crying. They were, you know, they related to us more. They understand where we're coming from. You know, I'm happy to hear that the people can feel us and, you know, get to know us more on Fan Bros Show. Thank you for everybody listening. You know, it's been a huge week. Yeah, I, the, the one last thing I was going to say, there were a bunch of people who admitted that they themselves had issues and either had or hadn't gone and discussed them or dealt with them. And, you know, I think in, in every in every community, you know, or very few communities is sort of mental health like talked about. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, your body gets sick, your mind gets sick, your heart gets sick. And, yeah, people people definitely go to the regular doctor. But, um, you know. Talking could definitely, uh, talking things out can definitely. Uh, it can help. Yeah. No, definitely. Because like I say, I'm not a fan of therapy at all. I've, you know, people have told me for a long time now that perhaps I should get some help because of everything that's happened to me right. in my life. And even before that, I've actually been told before that that I needed help. So, you know, but after that one, I've definitely started looking into it. And I'm really thinking of getting, you know, a therapist and talking to somebody because I really enjoyed it. And it's also good to have an objective person to talk to, because like if you're talking to your girlfriend or your boyfriend or you're talking to your friends or your parents or whoever, like they all have a point of view that's not objective. You know, your parents want you to do one thing. Your girlfriend wants you to do something else. Your boy. You know what I mean? They have a very specific. Whereas you go talk to a therapist, they're not they, they have no ulterior motive in except just trying to sort of figure out what your, you know issue is most definitely so once again shout out to dr maya pettiford the psylocke of the spaceship yeah thank you for coming through for the therapy episode you can check that out on fanbros.com and also on fanbros.com i gotta bid this up chico leo this week the special delivery the black girls rock special delivery incredible work there sir 
And that was definitely necessity is the mother of invention or whatever. <laughs> so all I won't even all last week I knew so on on special delivery, you know, mostly we cover show, you know, new shows we do, uh, you know, focus on um, it, it had been The Walking Dead. We're going to start with Game of Thrones coming up. But th there's definitely specific shows, but there are weeks in between. And I knew that there wasn't anything specific that we were going to be covering this week. And I knew Mad Men was starting. So I was actually rushing all over Netflix looking for shows to cover. And for whatever reason, everything that I tried um, just did, just wasn't it wasn't fan bros worthy. And then um, I was coming home from Easter dinner and I was reading all the tweets about Black Girls Rock and um, which was a special that was on BET that apparently was very it was really good, both uh, emotionally, but the quality of it. I mean, people were commenting on that BET has definitely gotten a lot better. Nice. Um, and so I felt like going and talking about Mad Men, which is a show that I, I really like. I've watched it from the beginning. I think it's really well directed, well acted. But it's also a show that's literally it's about white privilege. It's demonstrating <laughs> and it's white male privilege. It's just not white, like a very specific thing. And it felt like if I was going to talk about that after all the black girls, black rock. girls rock, it was just like there would be a disturbance in the forest. <laughs> like after Alderaan got blown up, you know, millions of people cry out. Yeah, and silence. exactly. So, um, you know, because, um, you know, we talk about TV shows. I just in, in, in the spirit of black girls rock, I just wanted to give a shout out. And again, it was specifically shows that had been airing since the beginning of this year. Now, we're only in early April. It, you know, there, there are clearly issues on, with representation on TV. But I think it's pretty great that there were 10, you know, black female characters that we could shout out on Fambro shows. And that didn't even include like, you know, women from Orange is the New Black because that hasn't aired yet this year. Or the um, Shonda Rhimes shows like there's there's a or, you know, I gave us Taraji P. Henson. So th there's even more. But um, you, so you didn't give any love to Shorty from The Flash. Well, yeah. So someone said someone someone called me out on that and I have on, on Twitter. So I, I definitely feel like I, Iris Allen, need, she's got d daddy issues that she needs to deal with before she uh, before she gets on the uh, gets on the flash. I mean, gets on the list. Or if not, you know, she got bad taste in men, you know, when Barry Allen is right there and she's, uh, you know, all over Eddie Thawne or, or, or whatever that dude's name is. Yeah, no, she definitely, I, I think the thing that's most been said about Iris Allen and her problem is that she has no character arc of her own. Right. She's just a reaction to her boyfriend right. or to Wally, I mean, Barry. So it's like she doesn't really stand out as her own person. So I could see why... She got left off your list. No, look, she's very she's the actress is good and she's certainly very easy on the eyes. Yeah. Um, I tend to uh from a character point of view, if if I, I'm I'm rooting for Linda Park, who's the other the Asian woman who works at the uh at the newspaper who was dating uh Barry for a little she's while. She's just as whack really. Um but well, I mean of of between those two uh those two girls. But yeah, I feel like uh yeah, Iris didn't didn't make the. Who would you have removed from my list to put Iris on there? No, I can't really say that I would have removed right. anyone to put Iris on there. So you know, I have to say, big shout out to your list. It was really dope. Black girls rock. Check it out on fanbros.com. You know, just shout out. Really dope list, Chico. Very well done. Well, thank you. Thank and you. And I, I got to give a shout out to somebody else who's not gonna get a big shout out. You 
fan bros, you know our new segment that we've been doing for the last few weeks. This, this week, week in the N-Word. And this week in the N-Word, we have to give a shout-out to Isaiah Washington, who, as many Twitter fans know, has had a meme and a hashtag created after him, tweet like Isaiah Washington, because Isaiah Washington decided to open his mouth and talk about how if black men only drove Priuses, Priuses, I just said that, right? that they wouldn't face you know harassment from police. Because the cops are going to, of course, be like, yo, that car's rechargeable. We're not going to pull that dude over. <laughs> you know, yeah. He's inter- well, he environmentally said, sound. He said he sold his Mercedes for three Priuses. Right. Well, I mean, at least he's e- economical. You know, he did sell his Mercedes, got three Priuses. I'm, I'm happy about that. Smart move. But uh, Isaiah Washington, as black as you is, it doesn't matter if you're walking, riding a motorbike, skateboard, you could have a magic carpet. And the cops are still going to mess with you. Like, let's be for real. I'd like to uh, live in a world where the cops' biggest concern is, like, environmental emissions or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I just didn't even understand that, you know? Um, so, and, and then he doubled down and, you know, said that we need to adapt is what his, you know, phrase was. His hashtag was adapt, well, which created some of the greatest tweets, you know, that I've seen since Tweet Like Dame Dash. Tweet Like Isaiah Washington was awesome. And, you know, for that, you win the award, bro. You get shouted out on our segment this week in the N-Word. Shout out to you, Isaiah Washington. Like, it's not much more to be said. Well, he he actually tripled down because then after that, he went on Don Lemon's show to talk about it. No. And so I actually didn't see that or, but I'm sure there's a clip of it on TV and there's nothing probably going to be better than (laughs) Don Lemon and, you know, Isaiah Washington talking about, you know, all, all the all the easy things that that black men can do to uh, to stop the police from uh, shooting us. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, Dom Lemon and Isaiah. Big shout outs to both of you. You know, as always, this fan bro show. We got a huge episode ahead of us. Much more trifling mess. Much more good news coming. Stick with us. It's fan bro show. This is just Blaze, and when I'm not doing what I do. Is transforming transformers in a sandbox surrounded by G.I. Joes, Star Wars comic books, comic book actors that I've played the cosplay and I've given them thousands of dollars to do it around me while I recreate my childhood while I play VHS tapes of what's happening over and over while the Good Times theme plays in the background. I am listening to Fan Bros. And welcome back, fan bros. Hope you've been enjoying this episode. It's your boy DJ Ben Hameen in the place to be with Chico Leo. And right now, we are joined by our special guest tonight. Coming to the spaceship live is the one and only Mitch Cohen, the writer and director of the film Super Zero, which you can find on YouTube. The short film Super Zero. Don't want to give too much away about it, but you know, it pertains to some zombies some apocalypse there's some hardcore nerd action going on in there a lot of stuff going on but right now let's welcome mitch cohen to the spaceship welcome thanks for having me aboard sure so what um 
to tell us tell us about uh i mean we we've obviously seen super zero but uh this is your take on on the whole zombie apocalypse that uh you know i i, I think it's all the same zombie apocalypse in the in the in the in the george romero movies and in uh well i guess no this one is actually different tell tell us how this one is different yeah, um, so I like to call it a human interest story that happens to take place during a zombie apocalypse. So um, it's based on this character named Josh who doesn't feel special or doesn't feel like he has any reason to go on. And then he finds out he has brain cancer, uh, so he, then he really doesn't find a reason to live. So he decides to kill himself, and the moment he tries to kill himself and fails, the zombie apocalypse starts because we were bringing a water sample back from Mars to test – uh, to start mining Mars for water, and that crashed, and there was actually some spores inside that caused the zombie apocalypse. So he did not die. He ended up in the zombie apocalypse, uh, and he realized that his cancer made him uh, invisible to the zombies. So he goes, just by being himself, becomes suddenly becomes the most powerful guy in the world. And he hooks up with uh, with a crew, uh, you know, with his own crew of people. Uh, that includes the uh, the girl that he's been sweating for from afar for a long time. Yeah, but by happenstance again, like he just he didn't know she he didn't know that she knew he existed, and they just kind of run into each other in the ap- apocalypse, and he gets kind of like a second chance to ingratiate himself to her. And so the 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 short film is is actually the the pilot, like a backdoor pilot for uh for a series. You're 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 going to be uh, producing other episodes. Yeah, uh, from the from inception, this was supposed to be a long form piece of content, and I wanted to a make a short film. Uh, on its own that had a beginning, middle, and end that kind of told the story because, you know, if I tell people, like, what it is a little bit, they're like, oh, I've seen this a million times, but I'm like, mm, I don't think you have seen it this way. So I had to, like, prove what it was like and how it was different. Um, so I, we took the, the big idea of the of the series and consolidated it into a short film. Uh, but we have it scripted out for three seasons, 30-minute uh, episodes wow. right now. Uh, so it, we're pretty far along. Uh, the first season's completely fleshed out. The second and third season, you know, there's narrative driven for all of it. So uh, we're ready to go. And, we, you know, this short took off a little faster than we thought it would. We didn't think, we, you know, we would be moving along this fast. But it kind of, like, it helped us really quickly. So things are good. So what is your inspiration? Like, what gave you the inspiration for the story? And what are some of your writing influences? Uh, the inspiration for the story is like, I'm, you know, I'm totally immersed in geek culture. I work in video games. I go to Comic-Con every year. So I wanted to make a film, a genre film that I loved. That's something that celebrated the things I like, but there was something I always missed that like nobody accurately portrayed me in a film. Like, like geeks and stuff, they're kind of like stereotyped a lot. Like that's all they are as a geek. And they don't really kind of show their other sides of them just being people. So I wanted this to be like an entrance, like, what if I was in zombie apocalypse? Why can't this be a human interest story and a genre film mixed together? Like, I don't usually see that. Like, why can't you do that? So that was kind of the goal is to set out and do a film that could be both, you know, a, a film about zombies. But even if you don't like zombies, like you can get behind the story and you can like the characters. And so you can kind of enjoy it both ways. Um, so, you know, again, like I'm a big fan of like 28 Days Later, 28 Weeks Later, the original Romero films, horror in general, sci-fi, like that's all part of my childhood and, and everything I love. And I just wanted to embrace all of that and and say something different and not redundant that like I made something that's been seen a million times that like what's the point of even doing it? So out of the four main characters, since you said you haven't seen yourself in a zombie film, which of them would you say mm-hmm. represents you the best? Uh, I would say the main character Josh is is kind of mostly you know kind of inspired by me, 
but there's a little bit me in all the characters. I would say the second most character, Gary. Uh, I don't want to give too too much away about his character, but uh, Gary is also a lot of elements of you know the inside of me, things that I always wanted to say and things I wanted to do, but like I couldn't just publicly say like I just that's not who I am. So I like I I got to kind of express certain things through that character in a, in a fun way. One of the things that's always bothered me about zombie movies is they never see you gave this is the whole thing. You gave an origin of how the zombie outbreak happened with the whole uh, trip to Mars and bringing the water samples back. Um, you know, the Romero movies, they don't actually tell you how the zombie apocalypse happened. There's just this sort of tagline, you know, when there's no room in hell, you know, the dead come back to Earth or whatever. And in The Walking Dead, they actually right. don't tell you how it happened. You know, the 28 days and weeks they have the, this rage virus that gets out there. But props to you for actually giving us uh, the actual origin of the outbreak, which is always this thing in the back of my head in some of the in some of the other zombie stuff that we've seen. Yeah, uh, that's a big thing for me, too. Um, when I was making this film, uh, the, the we were always saying it's plausible absurdity. So it can be crazy zombie story, but like base it in something people can like get behind. They're like, OK, I, it's a zombie film, but like I can see that. And even like, you know, shows, other shows on TV, like you don't really know where the narrative is going and it's kind of meanders a little bit. Like we set this up that, you know, exactly what's happening for the whole series, episode to episode. It doesn't take any side paths. Like it, it, there's like one straight big narrative. Again, it's called Super Zero. So there's like superhero elements, sci-fi, zombie. But like we have the whole narrative narrative figured out. So it's like once you get invested, sometimes you get lost in the way of, of these shows. Like you don't know why you're watching it or what's going to happen or why things happen. And I like to keep that front and center the whole time so you exactly know what you're involved with what you're getting invested in and you can get behind it and enjoy it because it's kind of got forward momentum the whole way so you say that you are you've already shown where the zombie apocalypse comes from and you've plotted it out so are we going to see a resolution to the zombie apocalypse um that's kind of where we're so there, there's two name narratives like it's it's the zombie apocalypse destroyed the world so these characters are left with this one guy, Josh, who kind of becomes a superhero character, and the uh, and he has this power that he's you know the most powerful person on earth, but also he's dying at the same time. So it's for them, you know, the the, the narrative of the show is goes through them trying to survive instantly just to like get to a safe area, but then like try to save Josh's character and through this whole thing like a discover you know what to do about the apocalypse and they they become very important people to why you know, the apocalypse happened and what can be done about it because Josh is such a special person. Well, and, and so that's the thing is, is his, uh, are his powers come from his being a special person or does anyone who has brain cancer, are they, can they be, you know, avoid no, detection no, by the zombies? Very, yeah. He's got a very unique cancer. Um, so it, it, it's kind of his brain cancer. Like they don't sense that he's alive. Right. So like his mm. brain is shrouded mm. in these, in, in this cancer. So, the zombies, they don't know how do they know if you're alive or dead? They pick up on your brain activity, you know, like they have brains. Right. So like they don't see it. So so they think he's dead, but also he just happens to be also an engineering genius. So he builds these crazy weapons and he becomes a badass, like that he also fights, even though like he doesn't he doesn't really have superpowers, just by who he is, he's a superhero, without having to like be bitten by a spider or come from another planet. Like just being himself, he became the most powerful guy in the world. He did not change. The world changed. So that's kind of the message is like, be who you are. And you never know when your time is going to come. So through this self-discovery of him discovering who he is and growing into this super person when he was a nobody, through that process, he becomes a person not only to help everybody survive the zombie apocalypse, but also find the cure, which is already figured out. 
Okay, well, it's too late for him now, but one question that I had when I was watching the movie, and this doesn't really give too much away, is, I mean, it's definitely too late for him to pull this plan now, but why? I didn't understand why he wanted to commit suicide instead of just, you know, like using his technology and getting paid and then getting all the girls like that. Yeah, so uh, that's a good question. When you're depressed and you don't see anything, you don't see the good things in yourself. You only see the negative. Mm. So he's got trouble with cancer. He's going to die. He doesn't have much friends. The things he thought were important, he never thought was going to get fulfilled. You can't see yourself from the outside. You can only see what you see. And it's like, it's like you can never see those parts of yourself that are really great and unique. Uh, he only focused on the negative stuff, and he just felt worthless. And I think that's something people can relate to is like everybody's got things that make them special and great. But like you only see the negative sometimes, and you just kind of get lost in this darkness, and you can't help until somebody pulls the shade back to see like all the great things about who you are right wow well um we have a we have a, a brap segment here on or that we call the brap segment where we we ask uh you know our guests questions some um, rapid fire questions yeah some rapid fire questions okay. um but before uh, actually before we do that i was are you watching i zombie uh to the, the uh. new I caught the first episode. I have not seen the, the next. I think there's been two more. Since. Yeah, no, there's the been three. I was just, yeah, just, just wondering since you're, you're a zombie guy and that's the, the most, the, the most recent big sort of zombie thing out there. Um, you know, sort of what your thoughts on it were. Um, uh, I, but I think, I think what I like about it, which, you know, I don't know if the show is totally geared towards me, but what I like about it is it's trying to expand the definition of what a zombie show is and what zombies are. Like there's such a, such a narrow definition of what this this archetype of this creature or monster or this horror thing is that like you think that everything can be the same you can't do anything different but they're trying to go in a different direction and using you know the zombie uh guys to tell a different story a bigger story and i give them credit for trying to do something new with it um i you know it's not i'm more of a hardcore kind of person so like it doesn't necessarily speak to me but i really applaud them for trying to take something in a new direction and and in doing something brand new with a genre that's been done a million times right yeah no i mean i ba basically that yeah i would pretty much echo and cosign all that all right so uh here we are uh luke cage or the black panther uh luke cage the falcon or war machine <sighs> war machine magneto or professor x Wait, Professor wait, wait. X. Oh. No, you had something to add on the Falcon or War Machine? Oh, I don't think these are great questions because, like, I have to pause for a second and, like, yeah, you know, it's like I have to quickly go through it. Like, except for Professor X is the first one where I said, okay, definitely Professor X. But uh, those are good matchups that you guys are saying, so. All right. Uh, fast zombies or slow zombies? Uh, it depends on the story you're telling. I don't think there is uh, – I did a fast zombie thing because it worked better for my story. Um, and I think that feels a little more like pressure, like there's a closing force on you that you can't do anything about. But there's some storylines in some movies that a slow zombie, this this kind of slow thing that's moving towards you that's ever coming, works great. Uh, but I, I like the fast zombie better personally. Hmm. Uh, Peter Parker or Miles Morales? Peter Parker. No love. Teen Titans or the X Men? Uh. I got, read a lot of Teen Titans when I was younger, but uh, I think X-Men I feel more part of than I feel better. Uh, Jaleel White or Betty White? <laughs> oh, 
Uh, God, if they were combined to one person, that would be awesome. Um, Betty White, I would have to say. She's such a sweet lady. No doubt. Star Wars or Star Trek? Uh, Star Wars, by far. I'm, uh, I've, that, that's my bread and butter. Right um, answer. And I, I don't know anybody who's a big fan of both. So like, it's, it's, those are the one things like it has to be one or the other. But Star Wars for me. The Wire or Breaking Bad? The Wire. What is your favorite Wesley Snipes movie? Passenger 57. Nice. Wes Anderson or the Coen Brothers? Coen Brothers. <laughs> right. No Which, relation, right? No relation spelled completely No, I different. know. We knew, I mean, it's spelled differently. Yeah. Which fictional character it. death struck you the worst? What's that? Which fictional character death struck you the worst? Um, struck me the worst. Like what? I, what I thought was the best, like a best um, fictional character in general. No, when they died, yeah, which one death. hurt you the most? I'm saying that again. I'm sorry. When when you have when a fictional character like Jean Grey when she died, which one was the worst oh. to you? Oh, I got you. I got you. Um, hmm. Uh, maybe the death of Superman. All right, all right, right, nice. That's a good one. I don't think anyone's ever said that. That's a good answer. No. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Flight. Nice. Right. Or, or um, X-ray vision. Wow. Well, you have you've survived the brap segment. Um, congratulations. Thank and you. if. If people want to, where, where can people see, you know, the next, uh, you know, iterations of Super Zero? Like, when will that come out? Do you have, you know, do coming you... soon? So it, it it it's a big undertaking. Like of this course. is not the cheapest project in the world. Um, so we made the short film, uh, and just to like kind of make a short film, and we put it up online, and people started. It didn't go viral, but people started gravitating towards it and sharing it, and it got us some attention. So. It actually, we were going to use that to show people around, but people were started to call us. So the only reason I'm talking to you guys right now is because people saw it and are sharing it and are championing it from the community. We're from the community. We love our community. People champion from the community things they like, so we hope people like it. Uh, if people want to see Super Zero, they go to YouTube, watch the short, and just share it and just like it and pass it on to other people. And that helps us uh, make it easier to make other films when we have a growing audience to make more of them. Uh, people look at how big our audience is and how it's growing, and it's making that process a lot easier. We're hoping to start production uh, on the new stuff in the next – by the end of summer, I would, I'm would i hoping. Right. Wow. Um, All right. So where can the fan bros find you at on the internets out there? Twitter, Instagram, any of that good stuff? I want to do Instagram. So our film uh, Facebook page is Super Zero Film. Um, my Twitter is the only really thing I use. It's Mitch Cohen Films, and Super Zero Movie is the Twitter uh, for the film. So mostly, if you want to see stuff we're doing or talking about, I would say go to my Twitter, which is Mitch Cohen Films. All right, most definitely. And also, we'll have a link to Super Zero on fanbros.com when this interview goes up, so you'll be able to check it out right there, fanbros. And thank you, Mitch Cohen, for joining us on the spaceship tonight. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you. Sure. Yeah, the idea that somebody talked to me about something I made is insane. Like, like that's crazy that you guys would even talk to me about it. So I'm honored that you would have me on your show. No, we want to see what happens next. Most definitely. Awesome. All right, thanks. thanks guys. All right, thanks, man. 
All right, fan bros, we'll be right back with more fan bros show. Uh, this is AEG, the coroner, East New York, Brooklyn's finest outdoorsman here listening to the fan bros show with uh, DJ Ben Hameen and Tatiana King. You know? What else can I say, man? I mean, you know, you can they tell the fans it. who you are, you know, one more time, let them know. All right. This is A.G. the Coroner, Outdoorsman's <laughs> Finest, East New York, Brooklyn, in effect. And when I'm just chilling, watching Breaking Bad with my feet up, man, I'm listening to the Fan Bro Show with DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana King. All and right. You should, too. Word. Welcome back, fan bros. Hope you've been enjoying this episode. Big shout out to Mitch Cohen. That was an awesome interview with you. And, you know, since we were just talking about movies, I got to talk about the biggest movie of the weekend. Furious 7 debuted this weekend, made goo gobs of money. Big, 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 big numbers. Big, big bank, Hank. And I got to check it out over the weekend. And I have to say, it is the most ridiculous entry in the franchise. And I mean that in the greatest way possible it was epic it was awesome it makes no damn sense at all but i was thoroughly entertained but you know i have to say i mean the last few definitely i mean they had i mean they made sense i mean this is i mean they just keep upping the ante where they're you know jumping out of planes now instead of you know fighting tanks and cars the last few made sense right this one you know deviates from that right formula and makes absolutely no sense The basic storyline is that Jason Statham wants revenge for what was done to his brother in the last movie. And so he, you know, starts off by murdering Han, I think his name is. Right. You know, you saw that in the last film, so that's not really much of a spoiler. And then proceeds to try and rub out the rest of the crew. So the crew links up with a hacker who's played by the shorty on uh, Game of Thrones. Is it? Oh, uh, who was it? Was it? Uh, da- it's Daenerys Targaryen. No, her homegirl. Oh, that's right. It's Melisande who yes. was on, on that list. Yep. And so she's on. She's the hacker who they hook up with because, blah 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 blah. Car chases and Jason Statham fights ensue. Uh, what's her name? Rousey's up in it. There's a great fight scene between her and Michelle Rodriguez. Right. Vin Diesel utters nonsensical lines at every opportunity. Right. The Rock. You know, is shining. One of the greatest moments ever is The Rock at one point, after being critically injured early in the movie, flexes and breaks his um, cast off his arm. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's what type of movie you're watching, right. folks. If you wanted to know what type of movie Furious 7 is, at one point The Rock flexes and his cast busts off his arm after he has fallen like five stories earlier in the film and was laid up in bed recovering when it's time to go flex cast bust and so they had to ride a fine line here because not only did paul walker die before they had actually shot all the scenes with him and i understand they you know did stuff with his brothers yep as body doubles and stuff like that but i think they also and it sounds like they hit the mark with it you know they needed to have some kind of send-off for the character and yeah definitely and i don't want to give away the ending of the movie but i will say that they really had a very touching tribute and way to wrap up Paul Walker. You know, it was definitely a dope way to wrap up his character because, like, you know, as as weird as, like, 
as these movies have gone on, I've enjoyed them more. And, you know, Paul Walker isn't the best actor at all, but he was good in this movie. You know, it's kind of like Keanu Reeves in Point Break. Like, you know, he just fits that role. Or Keanu in The Matrix. Or actually, I've even heard Keanu in that latest one. Uh, Well, whatever. I heard that was actually a good flick. What, 47 Ronin? No, no, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, John Wick. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah I heard no, he's good in John say, yeah, Wick. I'm, yeah, I'm waiting for that to come on uh, on cable. But Most yeah, definitely. He, I mean, Paul Walker's character has also served as a glue to yep. all the flashier... I mean, there's definitely better The ridiculous actors, characters. Right. Yeah. But there's, you know... Everyone on in there is either a good actor or ha- or like a legit movie star who has presence. Like Tyrese is not the greatest actor, but he's got serious presence. Yes. Whereas like Ludacris is a great actor, but I don't think he has Debatable. great presence. No, nah, I mean he's he's been good in things. But, he's been good in but things, but he doesn't have like that movie star thing that Tyrese has. No. And Vin Diesel, you know, I'm just saying like Paul Walker sort of is the been the glue that's kept like he's not flashy. And um, it will be interesting to see. I mean, I, I, I do agree with you. This is this series is going to continue for, oh, you know. I'm putting money on it right here that this series goes to Furious 10. Right. Like, because I already know they're, they're planning a trilogy, but there's no way you can go to nine movies and not just top it off with a tenth at the right. very least. So, you know, shout out to Fast and the Furious. Made all the money this weekend. I, I definitely recommend it to anybody out there, all the fan bros. If you need a good action movie, it seems to be kicking off the summer season pretty early. Absolutely. But yeah, if you need a good action movie, definitely check it out. It's, you know, I'm I'm not mad at it at all. Yeah, summer summer movies are here. I mean, that's this is officially the first one. You know, we've gotten the, you know, tra- the second trailer for the Mad for Mad Max has been out. Yep. And that's that's really the one that I'm waiting for. I mean, um, come on, bro, but what about Ultron? I, and I'm down. Look, Ultron is probably the Jesus figure in my religion, <laughs> and yet still, still the Mad Max movie. All right, so check it out. After the Passion of the Christ uh, was screened at the Vatican, the Pope's comment was, "It is as it was." I'm saying Pope, Pope Chico <laughs> says about Mad Max, "It, it is, is as, as it, it will be." Okay. Yeah. You know, I can't even lie to you, Chico. I, at first, I mean, Age of Ultron, like you said, is my, you know. Holy Grail, you know, he chose wisely, all that good stuff. But, yeah, I haven't even watched the second Mad Max trailer because I'm so amped for the movie that I don't want to see anything else. I actually think the second trailer is not as good as the first, but I think the first one is the best trailer that's ever been made. It's one of them. It's up there. Yeah, It's really incredible. Yeah, and so this summer is looking pretty good. And Fast uh, Furious 7 definitely set it off. And in some other movie news, the Russo brothers who directed Captain America the Winter Soldier are returning to do Civil War. And now, it was rumored before, it's now been confirmed by Marvel that they will be directing Avengers Infinity Wars Part 1 and 2. I put an S on that because I'm black. <laughs> yeah, no, those those guys have come a long way. I mean, I, I actually think that the I'm with those people who think that the Winter Soldier is probably the best of the Marvel movies. It's up there. Although it's just a hair ahead of Guardi- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and a, for me. And First Avengers. I know. I I'm not I mean, I really like the first Avengers, but you I not as much as much as you do in terms of putting it at that at that height. Like, I love uh, that movie. Yeah. So um yeah, I mean, they, 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 they locked those guys up, and that was probably a good move. Definitely a great move. Like, you know, I've been watching Winter Soldier a lot lately. I think it's been on HBO, and the more I watch it, the more I love it. Like, it's not, you know, it doesn't lose anything. The action, I think, is probably the best Marvel movie action yet. So, I mean, to see them have that big scale with Infinity War, with Thanos, yeah. with the gauntlet, 
Ooh-la-la. Looks like really good. And speaking of another Marvel movie that I cannot believe is looking this good, did you get to see the Deadpool images from the set? I just saw that brief thing with Mario Lopez. Uh, Where Deadpool knocks yeah, him off and yeah. lets you know that the movie will be rated R. No. Yeah, that's all I've seen. Well, that was awesome. And, right. uh, you know, that's the news also is that Deadpool would, will be rated R, which is crazy. But, no, today there leaked some set pictures of Ryan Reynolds in full Deadpool costume plus Ryan Reynolds with the Deadpool mask off and his makeup and his face is horribly scarred. Just like the comic, you can barely even tell it's Ryan Reynolds. So I'm, like, super impressed by this. I can't believe this is a Fox movie production and not a Marvel film. I mean... Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of people are psyched. And that is that coming out this year or no? No, I think uh, February of 2016. Wow, so they're starting early. Starting early next year. They also have the mocap on his eyes in the costume. So they're going to get the expressions of the Deadpool eyes. Ah, nice. Big shout out to Ty the Robot with that bit of information. I was wondering that because I've also seen the shot of him with the mask on and the eyes are completely white and no pupils. So Ty says they're going to be doing the motion capture so that his eyes will actually be expressive, but without having to show pupils. Like they're doing everything right so far. I'm I'm amazed. This, This might be one of the better, you know, film adaptations yet. Well, and and non-Marvel ones at that. I mean, that that's not a high bar right. to beat, but you know, yeah, it's no, probably we'll going to top. We'll all. also see with the new Fantastic Four movie. Oh yeah, we shall see. Right, that had we a new a new trailer see. with uh, showing more of the superpowers being being used. Yeah, I peeped it. It's on FanBros.com. Um, that was actually the first one where I was like, man, I don't know about this movie. Right. Like before that, I'd been defending it to death. And now I'm just like, yo, it looks so dark for no good reason. Like, not even just not the grimness of it, but just the colors. Just everything looks dark, like it's Terminator or something. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Any other film news this week, Chico? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, it looks like it's time for my favorite segment of the week. Comics I Cops. That's right. And the Comics I Cop this week, man, I've been hyping it for a long time. But Secret Wars from Marvel is now officially one month away. The Avengers series by Jonathan Hitman, I, I, look, I'm just saying like this. When they collect it in a bid format, like the oversized format, I don't care how much it costs. I'm buying it first edition. I recommend it to anyone. It has to be one of the best, my favorite Avengers runs of all time. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's big. I mean, you know, that's, that, that, that's big medicine, as they say. All right, just to give you a short synopsis of it, it's leading into Secret Wars, and what's so crazy about it is, is in the very first issue, it starts with Iron Man and um, Captain America meeting and saying that we have to make the Avengers idea bigger because we're going to face bigger threats, so we have to make it bigger. And that was the very first issue, and now they're on issue 41. There's like two series running at the same time, so there's probably about 70, 80 issues of Avengers that's leading into Secret Wars. And this long storyline has been building up. And in the latest, I mean, it keeps building and building. And you just see how it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And in the latest issue, the Avengers are trying to fight off a planetary invasion by the Shi'ar Empire. And they just use all kind of insane, huge, giant comic book tactics like using the Earth's volcanoes to shoot a laser into space. Uh, Tony Stark is commandeering a weapon that's made out of the sun. 
it's just, you know, it's Avengers on its largest scale, right. huge action, bigger than anything you could ever hope to even see in a movie. Like, if they do anything close to this in Avengers Infinity War, it's, you know, a billion-dollar movie right there. Wow. Yeah, it's insane. I recommend everyone to check it out. I haven't been this hyped for a big main company crossover in a long time, and I'm super hyped for Secret Wars. Also this week, I picked up the first issue of uh, DC's Convergence. Yeah, that hasn't been getting very, very good reviews. I picked up the first issue of right. DC's Convergence. Right, and that's it. That's, that's enough said. Yeah, Secret Wars is coming out for right. Marvel. Um, I'll keep reading Convergence, but yeah, that first issue, Secret Wars once again coming out next right. month. Marvel, check out Avengers by Jonathan Hitman. I also uh, picked up the Uncanny Inhumans, which leads into Secret Wars. Cool little story this week, but mm, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't really recommend that one too much. But definitely, like I said, Avengers by the trade paperbacks. It's just a really dope ill story. And Hitman also has a great uh, hand on all his characters. Like every single character gets their own characterization. There's been great developments. Like with Cannonball, he got married in the series. Sam Guthrie. Yeah, Sam Guthrie had right. a baby. It's you know it's been a dope you know just really dope series, one of my favorites. I'm always hyping it on the show. Comics I copped. That's it. Did I read recently that that after Secret Wars they already have their thing lined up? It's going to be Rage of Ultron. Yeah, actually no. There's rumors that Rage of Ultron comes after uh, Secret Wars. It, the Rage of Ultron graphic novel just came out as well. I checked that out. But it's the storyline is one of those stories where it could take place after Secret Wars or it could take place at any point. So some people are saying that it will that this is the lineup of Avengers you'll see after Secret Wars, but there hasn't been any confirmation on that yet. Wow. Well, oh, just in response to something we were saying earlier, I actually do expect uh, a Avengers: Age of Ultron to. I like. I think it's going to be better than the first Avengers. Yeah. So I'm really hyped. I mean, I am really hyped. For I mean, it. I come don't on, make no, it sound I'm, like. But oh no, Mad Max is something very special that that actually looks like it's really gonna, you know, um, meet live know, up to that. Yeah, exactly. No, you know. definitely. I I, I agree hundred percent. Like I said before, I saw the trailer. I was, you know, there was nothing better than Age of Ultron to me, right. but. Right now, Mad Max has got the potential, so we'll see. All right, that's it for comics I copped. In TV news, boy, special delivery this week, Chico Leo, is going to be a doozy. Yes, so we've got uh, this uh, this Friday, everyone uh, should be in front. There should be no one out on the streets because everyone is going to be in front of their TV watching or their computer watching Marvel's Daredevil on Netflix and of course, Sunday, Game of Thrones will be returning, and you know, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm prepared to just go to sleep now and and just wake up for, for for that, you know. You know, the craziest thing is I've heard. Okay, two things that I've heard about Game of Thrones is for one, everyone knows that this season they're going off the books, right? Like uh, Jamie's storyline this season is completely not from the books anymore, and they also say that this is going to be the darkest, dreariest season yet. And as having not read the books, I don't friggin' fucking understand how it could be because Jesus Christ, that show is dark already. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't understand how you can get e any darker than Theon's storyline, any darker than Oberon catching that bad one. Yeah, the, the, the Red Wedding. Yeah, any darker than the Red Wedding, yeah. any darker than Ned Stark getting his head chopped off in yep. front of his daughter. You know, geez. Both like, his daughters. Oh, right. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah, yeah. Two for one special. Yeah. You know. 
And yet, and yeah, they're darker than Craster, <laughs> quote unquote, marrying his daughters. Oh God! Yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, no, it's and and I I believe it. Um, so yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to Daredevil. And Super. So, yeah, no, we got a we got a big uh, big big weekend ahead of us. Most definitely, like Daredevil, like Chico said, premieres 13 episodes on Netflix. They've already said, I've read some interviews with people, people are saying, you know, it's living up to the standards that Marvel's been setting already. They say that it takes place in a darker corner of the Marvel Universe. You'll see more of the street action. The Kingpin is taking place in it. Let's, all the trailers look good. The main thing that people have been wondering, will you see Daredevil in the horn suit? They say by the end of the season you will, so don't worry about that. I mean, I'm hyped. Yeah, no, I am too. I plan on watching, you know, it comes on Thursday at 12.01 or Friday, 12.01, you know, you know, one minute after Thursday ended. And I, I'm definitely planning on watching all of them by Sunday. So tune in to Special Delivery this Monday yep. morning on FanBros.com. And you'll hear me and Chico talking all about Game of Thrones and Netflix. And it's time for my second favorite segment of the week. Right, so this was, uh, I, I got to say, I got uh, thank you, I got um, Death in Paradise, which I have somewhat mixed feelings about, but I feel like I should throw it out there. Um, it's, it's a British-French co-production. It's a cop show that takes place in the Caribbean. Uh, so there's part of it that feels a little like Cool Runnings or <laughs> what? What, what was that? What was that movie with um, with Denzel Washington? The Gospel's Too Crazy? No, no, Denzel Washington and Robert... Um, uh, the Mighty Quinn. Did oh, you ever see no. that? Oh, yes, so, I did. So, that, so there's, yeah, there's a little bit of a vibe that's that. On the other hand, it's got a great reggae soundtrack. It's got really, really great, like, beautiful scenery. And frankly, I mean, there's five cops on the show, and four of them are black, and you just don't see that normally. And they, they all have different different characters. On the other hand, the the head cop is a British cop who's been sent over to investigate the murder of another uh, British cop, and he does do like some white splaining in there that definitely makes you wince. Um, I mean, th- I think from so there. So why are you recommending this for the be- great soundtrack? No, no. Well, I just think I mean it. It is. I mean, it's you know the, the representation. Even though as much as we were talking about, um, you know, in the Black Girls Rock thing that that has come a long way. I mean, I haven't seen a show. I mean, I haven't seen many shows where you know most people are black. You know, and True this indeed. one is and. Um, also, I mean, not 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 counting against it, it, it's very formulaic. Like, there's definitely a crime of the week, <laughs> and they solve the crime of the week. And there seems like there's a lot of people getting murdered on this island because every week somebody gets murdered, but it's usually tourists. But um, that's not good for the business. No, but uh, you know, and so uh, does the tourist department show up on this show? Like, yo, yo, can y'all help us out? Yeah, in in, in the first four <laughs> episodes that I saw, I didn't I didn't see any of that. But but um. Again, I mean, it's it's like you, there there aren't many shows set, and it's a British French co production. There's just not many shows set in the Caribbean that are British French. There are not many British French co production shows. In no, but but in general, there aren't many shows set in Caribbean in the True Caribbean. Indeed. You know, um, it seems like in America. I mean, you know, you got all the you know Lost and Hawaii Five O. These shows are set in in, in Hawaii Magnum, but you don't see much in the Caribbean. Um, I mean, again, um, this is a recommendation with reservations, but <laughs> I just think it, it's worth a look. All right, what was the name of that again? It's called Death in Paradise. Nice. And it's run for four seasons, and it's fairly popular, and three of them are, are on, uh, you know, the 
on the channel that rhymes with wet flicks. <laughs> Most definitely. Right. So shout out to Chico's pick of the week. And uh, Farron Bros, we're going to take another break right here. But when we come back, we got another super special guest right here for you. Stay with it. Don't forget to follow us on SoundCloud, to like us on Facebook, and subscribe on iTunes. But what are they subscribing to? To Fan Bros. Awesome. Perfect. And welcome back, Fan Bros. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of Fan Bros Show. Thank you for joining us in the spaceship. Before we get out of here, though, we got another super special guest up in the house. Let me introduce y'all to a friend of mine, known him, this brother, for a long time right here. Marcus Aline is in the building. Greetings. Thank you. Thank you. It's Good to honor. have you, man. Welcome. Good to see you. Hey, it's an honor, man, to be sitting amongst great- greatness. Yes, this is one of my friends from Howard University. Just to let all the fan bros know, something I've been up to on the side is I'm producing a children's book that I wrote and Marcus illustrated. The name of the book is The, the World, World is, is yours. yours. You'll be able to get it this year in print, ebook, all that stuff, dropping this summer. It's been a long time coming. It's been a long time. And then the world will be yours. Yes, that's right. So how did how, how did this come about? Tell us how this came about. Well, basically, uh, during my time away, when I was on a forced vacation, you know, for everybody who knows about the therapy episode, they'll hear that. I wrote a poem that uh, Marcus saw, and he was like, yo, B, why don't we do a children's book? Absolutely. And I was like, yo, B, you're a dope artist, so why don't you do the art? Yeah. And yeah. he did. Actually, I saw the images in my head as I was reading the poem, and I said, yo, this would make a great children's book because it gave that message of spiritual enlightenment, and it was a journey. The poem was originally called uh, Message to My Unborn Son. So, yep. you know, it just kind of ran with it, made some images, and, you know, it's kind of good to be we, – we've been working on it for so long because, you know, we've – been having to go back and revise things, and, and it just gets better with time. Most definitely. And now, you know, it feels like we're in the perfect time with Fan Bros, everything. So, yeah, this summer we'll be releasing some preview images on fanbros.com. A lot more to come. We'll be talking about this more. Like I said, it started as a poem, and I've always wanted to do a children's book, so it was really dope how this just came together because I had no intention of making this poem a children's book. But then when Marcus saw it, and like he said, he saw the images right away, and it just came together. And the art is so beautiful. And like you said, it encourages, you know, it's a spiritual growth. It gives kids something, you know, to think about, to learn, to grow with as they read it. So hopefully everybody enjoys it once they get their hands on it. And what 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 kind of art do you do, Marcus? Like what uh, what style or what what meat, you know, do you use, you know, uh, paints or markers or all like what yeah, media traditionally i don't really stick to one particular category when it comes to creation I, I i consider myself just a master creator so whatever supplies are within my reach that's what i create with although i am a painter you know as a visual artist i, I do a lot of paintings and uh, i do portrait work uh also a lot of abstract so you know, it's it's kind of just uh, whatever I feel like doing at a particular moment. 
that may be the style I create in. Right, wow, okay. This dude is being real humble right now, but let me say this. Like, I've known Marcus since Howard University. He's one of the most talented artists. Uh, when he wants to, he can rap his ass off, break dance, graffiti, <laughs> DJ, any damn thing this boy puts his mind to. You know, it like just a supernaturally talented artist right here in all kind of forms. Yeah, you know, I'm blessed and, you know, like I said, I'm I'm humbled uh, to be here to share my talents. And I think uh, hooking up with Ben is, is a long time coming because it's uh, reuniting with family and who better to work with. Absolutely. So do you know do you guys know when like uh, this is it this summer or in the fall or we're looking for a summer release right, right. now. Right. All right. Cool. Yep. You'll be hear more about it on Fan Bros show and on fanbros.com, of course. The world is yours. Most definitely. Right. All right, and some other Fan Bros news before we get out of here. This Thursday night, we'll be attending a screening of Ex Machina. 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 Ex Machina, yeah. Machina, all yeah. right. That's uh, Latin. Latin for... Yeah, Out of the Machine. Yes, usually referring to the God Out of yeah, the Machine. God Out of the Machine, exactly. But this is a science fiction film. Uh, we'll be checking it out this Thursday. Tickets are still available for the, the screening. And they're free tickets. Oh, awesome. Free tickets. Yes. Check out fanbros.com to get the link. You know, you can find out more about the movie there. You can come join us if you're in NYC. And then Monday, with the good folks of Mashable, we'll be doing a live streaming, I guess you can call it a podcast, a panel discussion on the movie. Right. So big things for fan bros right here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we got a big, big couple of days. And if you're in the city uh, after the screening, you should check out uh, DJ Benjamin's set at Groove Candy, Carly Hustle's monthly party. Word up at SOBs on right. down on Varick Street. The legendary you, SOBs. The legendary and the legendary Groove Candy, all 90s. Uh, me and Rosenberg Radio, Peter Rosenberg, friend of Combat Jet Show will be there. Going to be awesome. Right. Wow. Okay. Most definitely. So, yeah, like I said before, you know, make sure you go to fanbros.com. As always, there's all kind of, you know, content up there, reviews, articles. Big shout out to Captain Kirkisha. She got her review of the movie Home starring Rihanna coming out on fanbros.com. Also, you can find out about the screening. You can check out Super Zero, the short Super Zero. Big shout-out to Mitch Cohen for coming on the show tonight. Shout-out to my boy Marcus Aline in the building. Aline Art on Instagram. There you go. Let them know where to find you, brother. Howard yes, University's own FNC you right, know, right, in the right, building. Right, right. You know how we do. Go yes, Bisons. Sir. Go Bisons. <laughs> Anything else before we get out of here, Chico? Nah, I think that's it. Shout-out to a friend of the show, uh, Daniel Older, who got hitched uh, recently. And uh, saw some very beautiful uh, photos. Uh, it was kind of very uplifting. Most definitely. Congratulations, DJ Older. And we out of here. Peace. Peace. Fan pros. Fan pros.